you'd like to contact the show, send us an email at liveonfourlegspodcast at gmail.com or follow us on any of our social media accounts on Facebook, Instagram, at liveonfourlegspodcast and on Twitter, at liveonfourlegspod. They don't know what I'm saying. Virginidad of everything, maybe. Virginidad a Colombia y les agradecemos al que sea con ustedes en Bogotá. And away we go. You're listening to Live on Four Legs, the live Pearl Jam podcast experience featuring... This is Stone Gossip! Fucking camera in the jump. Welcome to Live on Four Legs, a definitive live Pearl Jam podcast. And if you're tuning in with us, and if you've been tuning in for the last couple months, then you kind of know what we've been about, and you kind of know what's going on in the world. And uh, yeah, we're a Pearl Jam podcast, but you know we can't ignore what's going on around us, and uh, we just want to throw this out right away. Welcome to the show. And uh, look, the world has changed, or it is in transition to change. And uh, this is very important. We've talked about it so much for the last month, how important voting is and how important uh, securing your right to vote is. And, uh, you know, we, we saw it through shows where that was their specific idea in mind was to get people to register and uh, look at what happened in America after all of this. Yeah, it took us five days to get there, but... They broke, and it doesn't even matter what side it was on, they broke the record for voting totals for any election, and it was through the roof. That's how you know how important this was, and I'm bringing it up right away off the show because that's pretty much what we've been about for the last month. And then after this, after today, and even after this little conversation that we're having right now, for the next month or so... All we get to do is we just get to talk about Pearl Jam. So we can leave this be and we can get to the stuff that we know that you're passionate about. But, you know, this is 
this is something that both John and I are passionate about. So we wanted to, again, come off the top of the show and just say to you guys, thank you for voting. Uh, I'm Randy Sobel. I'm over here. John Farrar, he's over there. Hello. John, um, how you feeling? I just want to kind of gauge, you know, obviously, I'll, I'll just put it out there. It, it, the election result uh, went the way that we both uh, wanted to see it go. And, you know, there, there's, there's going to be a lot of ballyhooing, you know, over, you know, what's real and what's not. And uh, I, I think that they're the, you know, if you listen to the facts and the facts are out there that this is a pretty much going to be a done deal and they're going to try to drag this out for as much as possible. But yeah. How are you, how are you feeling about this? Um, great. <laughs> Actually, like I, you know, it's, we, we've so used to, you know, being Charlie Brown and get having the football pulled out from, from us so many times this year that it was, it was refreshing to see something actually come to fruition that people had worked for and people worked hard for, you know, there's so many people, you know, behind the scenes, you, you know, we've heard a lot about Stacey Abrams and all this stuff here, like, especially in Georgia where I am and here, you know, our work is not done here. We get to turn right back around and, and, and get right back at it. But yeah, it's just, it's, it's just been a relief. It's been a, a weight lifted off the shoulders. I mean, but you know, it's it's a temporary reprieve. You know, we we still have to we still have to keep going. We can't just sit back on our laurels and be like, oh, everything's fine, everything's great, you guys. We're we're gonna get to go back to normal next week. Like that's that's not how it works. So, um, we're uh, we're we're in it for the long haul, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna keep keep fighting and keep pushing. Yeah, that's right. You you brought it up the the runoff elections that are gonna happen in Georgia. Not one, but two. Um, that's first of all. I just wanna. And I've been very vocal about this on social media. Uh, you got me hooked now, man. Play Atlanta. They des- you guys That's deserve great. it now. Like Ooh, we've, man, don't we? We've joked about it so much for the past year and a half. And and you know you, every time that there's something where you know you bounce back and you say, oh well, they haven't played Atlanta and so and so. And I've kind of brushed it off and and made fun of you for it. But I'm with you. You guys now are fully deserving of everything. Like, you know, we didn't get a show the whole lightning bolt era. We haven't had a show since before lightning bolt. Came. I think, and I think that's crazy. And I understand that, you know, maybe Jeff doesn't feel comfortable there, but now that you guys have done your democratic process and you guys have seen the injustices in the world and, and let's, you know, let's give credit where credit is due here. Like Atlanta is a cool city. Atlanta is a cool town people want to gravitate towards there too. Like if you, if you get Atlanta and then get Nashville, how many people are going to be going to both those shows and then maybe go to St. Louis right afterwards? Like that's, you know, that's a pretty good three day stretch or three show stretch there. So I, you know, just I'm, I'm, I'm in on it whenever they decide to do Atlanta. Look, I obviously will keep the hashtag going PJ play Atlanta hashtag PJ play Atlanta. If, if you're, if that's something you guys feel passionate about after all this, then go share it on social media because we've been sharing it all over the place and we'll continue to do so until there is an Atlanta show or there is a, a tour coming up. Uh, but yeah, you, you guys have done your part and you absolutely are deserving 
And that's such a little thing. Like, a Pearl Jam show is such a little thing. But for the, I, I feel like their attention is now should be paid towards you guys. You know what I mean? Oh, and Yeah, not just Pearl Jam. I'm, I think everybody. Reach out to every band. The, we should have just a celebratory year. Like a thank you party. You. So yeah. just every, every band come to Atlanta. I'm I'm ready. And, and but, look, yeah, and we'll, we'll be talking a lot more about this next week, I think. Yeah, yes, and we've actually uh, we we've kind of you know within the current event timeline, we were supposed to be doing uh, Atlanta 2003 at the end of the month, but we've now bumped it up to next week because we want to get the message out there that you know if anybody's interested in, in text banking or phone banking for the runoff elections, like we maybe we can do something where it's like all the live on four legs fans that are interested in doing that we can all do that together somehow uh if that's something that you're passionate about so um yeah we can do that next week and push buenos aires uh down to i guess november 25th so yeah it's it's important i know it's so important to you but i think it's so important to just the rest of the country too and i i I don't want to discredit philadelphia at all or pittsburgh like we have a lot of sure. listeners in both cities, and uh, I know those are predominantly blue cities, and they were going to go blue no matter what. But those numbers, man, those numbers turned out. They well, really we knew did. they were going to get a show. We talked about it too. They came out. Mm-hmm. I think Stone came out and said that they were going to be in Philadelphia in October, like that. They were going to do a whole swing state thing. So they are. They already knew they were getting a show. Oh yeah, and and they've gotten shows every yeah. year for the past however many years. So that's not a surprise. But um, I I I think that look, you know, doing another if you want to go back to the four night kind of gimmick that they did for the Spectrum, but do it at Wells Fargo or do it at Citizens Bank Park, like that would be a cool little thing to to throw at the fans as a, as a thank you for everything that's gone on pnc play pnc park that's a beautiful beautiful ballpark do it up play play there you get the the bridge skyline in the background absolutely love it yeah now we're getting you know we're getting to the end of 2020 here it it's almost you know we we they've got those european shows for summer 2021 and you wonder like what the status of those is going to be because you know, we're, again, we're we're setting records every day yeah. as of the time of recording this for cases, so it it doesn't look good. I mean, it, this thing's gonna have to to get under control if we're gonna get shows from anybody in 2021. So maybe it may not be till 2022 that we get we get these shows, but it'll be worth the wait. Yeah, un- unfortunately, as as much as we want to, you know, promote this and and say, hey, Pearl Jam, Pearl Jam play Atlanta, it it kind of it kind of isn't fair that we we say that because yeah that they're, they're it, we just don't know when that is going to happen and and the number one priority is to turn this around to keep wearing masks and do our part and we should be saying that before saying that they should be playing anywhere else it's okay i, I won't forget <laughs> i'll still be still be talking about oh it. yeah no i think this is and i think georgians that are especially democrats and and people that have voted blue in Georgia should be talking about this for a very long time. So, um, but yeah, I got, I got nothing really else to say. I'm, I'm, you know, I think there's a big weight that's been lifted off the shoulders and, uh, not only that, but I'll throw this out there, uh, being a Mets fan, the, the Mets just sold the team this week. Uh, the Wilpons were absolutely brutally awful, awful, awful owners 
for however 30 years, however long they controlled the team for, longer than that. Um, but like to get that in back to back days, to get the Wilpons out and then to get Trump out was just, you know, that's that's incredible set of circumstances. So, uh, uh, but obviously, you know, none more important than than the obvious one. So I, you know, I, I again, if you did your part, thank you. You know, and honestly, this this voting process was such a a hassle to begin with. It took what five days to before we figured out who became president. But in the end, uh, I feel it was totally worth it. And they it was about getting the job done right. It really was. Okay, Bogota, Colombia. We are going back around the world for the first time in a little bit over a month. Like I said before, we did those political shows uh, for the whole month of October to lead up to the election. And now we can go back and pretty much finish the rest of the year with... uh, the, the remaining countries that we had, I mentioned Argentina before, uh, the, there will be a Costa Rica show, a Mexico show, and then we'll, uh, we'll finish out the year with Canada. So yeah, we, uh, but today we're, we're sticking in Colombia. It's the only show they ever played in, uh, in the country, which is, uh, is, is cool that they got one, you know, after a very long time of wait, you know, what is this 10 years of playing South American shows that they finally reach, uh, this, the country. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, and it, and Colombia doesn't have the big, you know, tourism that Brazil has, or, you know, some of the big, you know, stadiums, like it's not, it doesn't have a Buenos Aires or Rio or anything like that, but yeah, it's, it's great for them that they were, you know, it just goes to show how much they love playing down there that they were willing to, to seek out some different places. Yeah, and, and it's, you know, obviously when you think of those places, you think of like beaches and you think of, you know, warm weather. And Bogota is not necessarily that. It's a cold weather place, which is pretty uncommon for, you know, south, Southern Hemisphere and being down in South America. Like, that's pretty uncommon to hear that. And Ed does mention it in the show one, once or twice where, you know, he says, hey, is it too cold for you guys? So, you know, this is middle of November that they have, or end of November, I should say, that they're doing the show. And, uh, yeah, like probably not the best of conditions, but still, you know, going down there and and, uh, and performing is, is pretty important. Yeah, I want to say that it's a little higher up in the mountains, so probably a little, little colder, but... Yeah, I mean, it, it's a great show. The crowd's super into it. You can tell there are, there are a ton of people there. They're, they're, they're still, you know, I'm sure they some of them waited years and years and years, so it was a huge event. Just some notes about the venue. Uh, our friend Eduardo, uh, who attended the show, who lives down in Colombia or was in Colombia during this time, uh, he shared that this used to be a soccer field and was converted into a public park after a while so like he said think about central park you know that kind of just spacious area so uh there were a lot of people there i don't i don't remember seeing a count but i like would you think like forty thousand or so at least Yeah. yeah and there doesn't seem to be any seats it just seems to be all ga and there are a couple shots if you look in a youtube video where you can see you know, the far out into the distance. There aren't too many of those shots, but you can see a little bit into the distance. And it does feel like one of those crowds that just kind of keeps growing and growing as far back as you can go. Yeah, you talk about Central Park, you know, you remember 
those those pictures of I think it was McCartney played there mm. ten fifteen years ago and just the sea of people, yeah, just it would have been unbelievable. Oh yeah, for for sure. And and look, you know the fans in South America turn out whatever country it is. Uh, you know most of these shows that they do in either like a Buenos Aires or uh, or Rio, they're doing two nights because they know that not everybody's going to be able to get to to both nights and it's a pretty tough ticket to just get it to one. So, you know, one night in Colombia, they, they pack the place out pretty well. So, Hey, I'm, I'm just happy. We're not starting with long road. And look, we, we we're out of that streak. Now we are out of that streak. There is another streak in one of these songs that we've been dealing with the last couple of weeks. We are on another streak. We do continue one and I won't, I'll just tease it as that. And I won't, you know, I won't say much more, uh, but yeah, no long road as the opener today. It is the most common opener of the lightning bolt tour. Pendulum is the opener for this show. up on it a little bit um i don't know I, I i feel like by this point maybe they've learned to just sort of have a little bit more fun with it instead of start off kind of you know a little bit mysterious and a little bit uh almost kind of ominous yeah i really like this uh jeff was doing some of the extra little bass runs and stuff that he does mm-hmm. which was uh which was really cool and yeah you know they have the the little green, you know, light things come down and everything. So, yeah, this, uh, I, yeah, I really like it. I, I, it's been a while since we talked about Pendulum opening the show. It's hadn't, you know, I hadn't even thought about it in a while. But yeah, this was great when it came on. I was like, okay, I, I like this song. This is this is cool. I lo- great way to. Open. I think that's one of my favorite things about doing the show is is just kind of getting, you know, an era that you haven't been to in a long time. Like we haven't covered a lot of stuff from the Lightning Bolt tour recently. So when you do get a song like Pendulum again, uh, it does feel fresh, like you said, and, and you can kind of fall in love with the song again. Uh, and again, like Pendulum, you don't hear this, I, you hear this way too often. So to get a pretty common song and, and, and be excited to talk about it is, uh, is a pretty cool thing. I thought one of my favorite parts about this song was just Ed doing his... Uh, 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 like it felt like he was just having fun with that like right from the start of the show like you kind of were able to tell what kind of mood they were in definitely and then yeah talk about you know, in, 
he's also he's gauging the crowd out. You, know, you see that many people, so you know they they know what the crowds are like down there by this point. He's he's gauging them to see what what's going to be their level of participation, and that that perfectly leads into the next song. Yep, and like I said before, a place that I've never been before, so you know to get ease it in with the with the first song, the pretty common song, pretty common song for the time, elderly woman. A sing along, you can kind of see. All right, how how much is this crowd gonna gonna celebrate with us? And right when you get the one, two, three, four, two, three, you're like, okay, yeah, this is this kind of crowd. This is the crowd that's gonna participate with us, and they're singing along the whole entire time. This was a good two song ease in to get into the the section that's really gonna gonna rock them wild. Yeah, definitely. He throws that lyric in there where he changes it to, you know, finally saw this place, which mm-hmm. he always does when they when they make it to a new place or when they, you know, they're they're somewhere really cool. You know, they I think they had this was one of the last like one of the bonus shows that was announced. I think near the end of this tour where they announced one one batch of shows and then they announced more. I think they probably had a couple of days off, so they were able to kind of go around the, the city and look around and. Yeah, it's just you, that's when you know that something special is happening when they're in a place where they, they never thought they'd be. Yeah, and you know, like I said, they, they did 2005 and, and 2011, 2013 at this point, and uh, Columbia was never really on the radar. I don't know if it was a plan at one point and then potentially canceled or you know or just didn't come to fruition, but. Uh, I, I think the band at this point wants to try to get into as many different places as humanly possible. We even saw that with the European tour that they were going back to a place like Budapest Hungary. And uh, they were doing Zurich for the first time in a very long time. And I think there was, oh, uh, Hamburg. They were going back to Hamburg for the first time since like 1996 or something. So, good way to ease into, you know, the, 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 just the power section that really gets you started and that's mind your manners into evolution into animal um it is i i think you know for a lightning bolt show tour it's kind of weird that right through the first three songs you get your two lightning bolt then you're done with the album so they don't even touch up on any lightning bolt songs after mind your manners which i i, I thought that was kind of a little crazy yeah, in 2015, you know, you're kind of near the end of that cycle, so that's not surprising to me, especially being in a new place. You know, they they've never been there before. They want to showcase all the albums. You know, they, these people, you know, they 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 know Vitalogy, they know Versus, they know Ten. They, you know, they they want to hear the hits for the most part since they've, they've never gotten them before. But yeah, in 2015, you know, you're you're more than two years out from the album. It, it doesn't surprise me. It goes to show that you know, Mind Your Manners is still like one that they're they're favoring at this point because you look at Mike and Jeff on stage and they are just having the time of their lives. They are just rocking out to it. It's a two and a half minute song, however long it is, and they just look like they're going at it in full force. And Mike and Jeff, I felt, were kind of the energy very early on. We get to see a little bit in Do the Evolution, and there's a lot to talk about for Do the Evolution because it's a South American show always a lot to talk about for doing the evolution but they they seem to be in a very good mood really early on in the show an animal too i thought they you know mike was jumping all around jeff doing the i got yeah these all three songs they, they were just very animated and all, all over the stage but yeah do the evolution is, is the the one early on where and the crowd on all three of these songs is great but from the very beginning the evolution there they're doing that guitar part it's it's great to listen to it's just one of those iconic 
things that, that it became. I feel like this whole 2015, they made sure that Evolution was in this early part of the set so that they can just, they can get the crowd into it. The crowd knows what they're doing with, with you know, with their part and singing and whoa, whoa, whoa. They, like they're on. It's one of those things that never gets old to end and you look at him in certain parts of the song and he just looks out in the crowd and he has this face on the like, I'm still amazed, we, we can do this a hundred, we can do this every other song in this show and I will still be amazed by this. Like that's, you know, that his face is just one of being stunned, and you know that to to get that after so many times of playing this song is, is just that, that's so important and impactful on what they're doing. Yeah, that's interesting. I I gotta think. Yeah, absolutely. It's on purpose. They they put this in the first four, five, six songs, so they know everybody's gonna be in it from the beginning. And yeah, you even see him. I think during one part, he's like he points the mic mic out at the crowd. He's like, all right, let me hear you. Yep, let me hear you. Let's do it. So, yeah, they don't disappoint. The, the crowd early on is, is great. You can hear them very, very well. stuff and animal doesn't you know shouldn't be uh glossed over either because mike had an incredible solo on that and it feels like you know very early on there was a lot of momentum going into uh these songs you know this this early part minor manners has momentum going into evolution that has momentum going into animal so like that's it's there are certain sections in this show where they are able to keep that up and that's a, a pretty important facet but Right here, Ed uh, gets the crowd to kind of do some hey, hey, kind of stuff and uh, says, hola, Bogota, and uh, makes a quip that the band doesn't really know what he's saying when he speaks in Spanish, and you can kind of see Stone uh, smirking a little bit behind him. Um, have you translated anything? or? I was trying to listen, and it was a lot of easy stuff like, like this is our first time here. We're very excited. Like I, I was, I was getting like every second or third word. Like I'm, I have like a, a rudimentary Spanish knowledge. So I was, I was getting the gist of it, but not word for word. No. Okay. But yeah, I, I, I felt like it was probably that it probably wasn't a, uh, mm-hmm. it wasn't saying anything super. I think there's secretive. one where it's like you've, we've, we've lost our virginity to Columbia or something in there. Oh, okay. Well, that's a cool yeah. little quote. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Not. I don't know if the translation is perfect on that, but I did. I did read that that was the that was the interpretation of it. Not bad. All right. Well, that uh, that brings us into low light, and um, now low light goes into corduroy, and I, it was it was to me. I feel like there was a lot of momentum with these three in a row here that we we just mentioned, and to get low light to follow that, like, don't you feel like corduroy should have? been the capper to that and then low light should have kind of started off something new it corduroy's kind of on an island i feel like hmm. or maybe you know have low light 
in, in after small town, you know, have it be in that in that early section where we we get it a lot of times. But yeah, I think it's low lights become one of those one of those songs that they can they can do different things with it. It doesn't have to be that that kind of slow burn. And they, this is a little like like you said with with small town and pendulum. It's a little more upbeat. They're it's a little more quote unquote rock version of it. He he's holding that note at the end, which is always great. Mm-hmm. It's always a pop It's turned into like a cool crowd thing where you, know, you, you get the whole crowd you know, applauding at the end. Like just, I feel like this was a super long. Ver- that was a super yeah. long hold too. It definitely was. Yeah, I didn't I didn't mind it. It's kind of a and after he speaks, it's kind of an opportunity to kind of reset. So you get you get the beginning couple of songs, you get the punk rock set, then you can kind of reset and move in a different area. I think it's. It just shows how, how flexible they are and how, how they can fit these songs anywhere and make it work. Right. And if you're thinking about it in terms of how the band is seeing the set and maybe giving themselves time to space out their energy, then, okay, you put low light in between these and maybe he saves his voice a little bit for the later stuff, which he does. His voice sounds great in the main set, and it does taper off a little bit later, but it's not, like, I, I think that's just due to just this being, what, the 11th or 10th show on this run. And, and it uh, could be the weather and the altitude. Oh, it could yeah. Be, a lot of that stuff Absolutely. plays into it as well. Like, yeah, yeah no, I, there's no, there's nothing wrong with it per se, but, you know, I, I, I maybe there is a sense of having to pace it out a lot more because of those things that you just said. Yeah, either either way, they uh, they did a good job on Low Light and, uh, you know, a fun version, like you said, there was a lot more energy and enthusiasm than, you know, a version from like a Ben Arroyo or something like that that we've talked about in the last couple months. So it was good to see this back to its sort of known and uh, popularized form uh, in this part of the set. Uh, but you do get Corduroy afterwards, and Corduroy had a cool little teaser opener on that. And not the original plucky tease that we usually get, but it had sort of a, uh, a similar vibe to it. And fast, too. Like, I mean, Corduroy's played faster now, but this felt like it was super fast, like blazing speed Corduroy. Yeah, a lot of the songs in this set are really fast. Um, some... You know, I, I don't. I'll, I'll never complain about a fast corduroy because I think that's one that you have to feed off its energy. But there, there's one that's coming up in the next, I don't know, four or five songs, whenever it's supposed to come up, and you're just like, all right, it's a little too much. But I won't say that about corduroy. Corduroy can be whatever pace it, it needs to be, and it's gonna be fantastic. You get. You know, the, the singing sections and the breakdown here where the crowd will do the call and response thing and, and they'll go back and forth on it and all that stuff. And yeah, the, the band, it feels like they're in the zone during this. It, it had such a very strong finish to it. Like, it feels like they, they, they are feeling the energy from, from this crowd. Yeah, and this, is, and this is the, we talk about those waves too, like Corduroy is the crashing of the wave and then... You're, you're going to get a couple of lesser-known songs coming up to kind of build it back up again. Right, yeah. And it's cool because it's, it's, uh, it's a riot act section going into next. Ed, speaking in Spanish again, any translation before going into these? I think a lot of just the same stuff. Like, you know, we're, we're very excited. It's just asking about the crowd. I think it, mm. it wasn't anything super notable or super, you know, 
It wasn't a funny anything funny I could tell. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I, the 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 reason why I ask is because I am mine. You know, a couple of shows before this in Sao Paulo, we talked about that uh, like a month or two ago, where that happened after the Paris terrorist attacks, and yeah. that's I mind you have to be you have to think that's still on their minds at this point. That's you know, Matt still has the Eiffel Tower on his drum kit. Uh, Jeff is still wearing that unfuck the world shirt. Like it's still on their minds, and I'm, I'm wondering if that was more of a common song on this tour because of that. Probably, and this is a really good I Am Mine too. It's it's on the more like bombastic side of I Am Mine. Like it's not it's not like the kind of quiet, reserved, you know, version that you get sometimes. That kind of builds and builds. This is like this is you know turned up to ten from the beginning. I thought. Yeah, I thought it captured the energy of, you know, their momentum really nicely. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I keep, I think you, you kind of planted this idea in my head now that, you know, Mike could go into something a little bit crazier at the end here and you could get something really good. And, and now I'm sort of bracing myself like, maybe it could happen in this version, maybe it could happen. And then when it doesn't, you're just like, ah, well, unfortunately, you know, that's just not how the song is is really written and, and portrayed but I'm I'm now in this mode of, of sort of expecting or desiring it at this point yeah I really want him to just let loose on one give me like a seven minute I am line and it just goes off yeah it would be, it'd be amazing. very interesting very cool uh, the other riot act song here is ghost <laughs> It was a very, uh, I don't know, it was kind of choppy and it was kind of just thrown together. But this one, it feels like they, they kind of found a really nice groove with it. There's a little bit of a, a mistake in there, but, I, you know, Ed comes in kind of early on a line. He wanted to get that t- the TV she talks to me line out of the way a little bit too early. But besides that, it felt really tight, this song. It felt better than the last version, which I believe was Barcelona 2018. Which is, you know, that's not far off from each other. Probably, what this uh, Jacksonville t- 2016, right. like right. those three times were the last three times they played this song. But it's it, it actually it sounds really good for a live version of. It. Yeah, they almost nailed it. I was really pulling for Ed to to nail that. It's that third verse. He always screws up, but yeah, it's it's fine. I mean, yeah, Ghost is a cool song. I mean, I. I, I like Ghost, I like Crop Duster, part of that early half of Riot Act that I think is great. Yeah, it's one of, one of it's an underrated song for that. And uh, if, if you don't know the whole thing behind why sometimes they will play Ghost, it's because of uh, Dimmy 
who is uh, one of the admins on one of the Pearl Jam pages on Facebook. For the Greek. The Greek, yes. I think many, many people know who Demi is. And uh, I believe the story goes that he wanted this requested in one of the Brazil shows and they weren't able to get to it. And uh, maybe it was just a, a thing of just trying to, to get it in sound check before they were able to, to get it the way they, they, uh, they felt good. There are some versions of this where it, it is a train wreck, so yeah, yeah. I'm glad they were, you know, they wanted to, to, to do it justice and make it, make it worthwhile. And then we get the, the pre-even flow bit here, Wishlist. This is where I was talking about where momentum can kind of bite you a little bit. Wish, we did Wishlist last week. 1998 version. We did wish list. Uh, I think the Nassau Coliseum show. That's 2003. Uh, I think Vegas. Did I think we did in it Vegas. Yeah. We've had yeah. a little bit of a streak on wish list, but now I think every single time in those shows we said, "Isn't it great that we're listening to wish list where it's really paced out and it feels melodic and and it just Ed sounds really good on it." And this is just kind of. Not what Wishlist is. It's not that song. This is all over the place and just kind of a speed drill. Yeah, it, like and I mentioned before, it just kind of it just kind of loses me. Like, and I think he he changes the lyric. I think I you know I wish I was a new trombone. I could never go off. He kind of screwed it up though. That. Yeah, I think that screwed him up. I think that that kind of threw him off on the lyric, and then he couldn't find this place for a minute. But yeah, Wishlist it it really. It serves the song so much better to, to have it be at that kind of like walking pace. Like, dun, 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 give it some heart. Dun, 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 dun. Give it some space. Give it some room to breathe. Like the song really benefits from that, and it's it's too bad that they just they just don't do it that way. Half a step faster from this version, and it's basically a punk song. <laughs> Pretty close, yeah. Right, like it's something that I don't know. No effects or bad religion would be able to play. Like that's no gotta and i'm all for taking songs and you know reimagining them for the live stage and and sort of making them almost performable but this song was performable they they did for 20 years or so uh before this version and they did it fine like you don't have to turn this into something that it's completely it's sad because it's almost kind of become filler in the set. Like it's never going to be. That's a, a big. Point. It's never going to be a big moment in, in the set anymore. It's almost like a throw. Oh, here's wishlist. Right. You need a song that some that people know, but you also don't want to linger to get into even flow because you had two uh, riot act songs that are you know I guess back catalog songs if you want to say that. So. And it's not rare. Like people are never it's gonna. It's not. Like, yeah. Put, you're never gonna see signs for wish lists, so it's just yeah, it's just kind of there. It's too bad. But also, you'll never see signs for wish lists to say, "Hey, play it the same way you played it in '98." Right. So, right. you know, it's it is there, and I I don't think for a lot of people that are full timers that go to these shows a lot, I don't think many people are asking for it every show again. But you know. If they go back to their original way of playing it, it has some heart and it has some, uh, you know, a rhythm to it. And instead of just kind of being a punk 
punk rock song. Then well, we had we had hashtag fast porch. We can do hashtag slow wish list. Hashtag slow wish list. I would be into that. We have a lot of hashtags that we can be promoting nowadays. Right. Uh, hashtag always play even flow because that it's never going to change. So that's here, and of course it's a mic showcase, and it's just it's very. Where is it on the Hendrix level here? I, I feel like every time I'm hearing even flow now, I'm, I'm sort of saying, all right, how Hendrix is Mike going here? And, and from Nassau Coliseum, the last one that we did, it was like that. That's like a 50 out of 10 on the Hendrix. Where was this on the Hendrix scale? For right, you? right up there. He was behind the back from the very beginning. That's like, yeah. This is this is epic creating. Yeah, he was he was going off on this one. This is, is right up there. Yeah. Feedback on the amps and uh, doing the crouching solo. Yeah, this uh, this was good. This was really good. And not only that, but like Ed gets the crowd together to do the whoa oh oh whoa oh oh like that's an underrated crowd moment from the South American shows that I don't think gets highlighted. bring this up we don't get a never vote republican but did you did you notice what we got it went by very quickly i didn't go back and here never trust the government so just it's good just it's very close right uh this is exactly where uh ed ed mentions that he sees a lot of women and says it's safe in the front and it's safe for everybody and that's going to come into play later in the set uh to something important so uh, it is good that he's planting the seeds for this right now. And then he shouts out a tough woman in, in the front. He mentions the stage is bouncing. The other thing is that the stage is bouncing and, and, and we're not connected. The only thing connecting you and the stage is the earth. So we're moving the earth. I uh, wanted of the earth. I thought they were going to break it off, but unfortunately <laughs> they, not. Yeah. They did play it either at some point in South America, right? I think so. I don't know if it was yeah. this tour or, or, one, or 2000, 2011, I think they were playing it a lot more, right? Right. right. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, man, the earth, mo- earth moving under their feet, like that's that's a... Uh, that's a pretty big deal, and and you just think back to that moment in in the garden garden DVD where he puts his hand down to to the stage, and he's like, "This this place is rock and sing like a choir." Like you know, <laughs> those are cool moments, man. A um, little bit of a early section here, daughter deep, Jeremy. Uh, you know, versus ten. You mentioned it before. They're gonna play a lot of the early stuff, so that's pretty much the the last couple songs are are very early, early songs. Um, Daughter has a great call and response to it with Ed doing a little bit of uh, the Blitzkrieg bop, uh, hey-ho, let's go back and forth. 
and then going into a WMA tag where they changed the lyrics to white male Colombian. I didn't know that that existed, but all right. Just hey, you know, anytime, anytime you can throw the name of the country in there, people are gonna get excited. That's true. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, even Flo Daughter is the is the back to back. You know that that's that's the duo, that's the crowd friendly duo mm-hmm. that you, you were gonna get here. Yeah, absolutely. After uh, both of those tags, there he kind of does this little part. He says, "Take my daughter, take my sister." Is that from something, or is this just Ed, just kind of? something on his mind so he's just he's getting it off and and maybe again this goes back to the the theme that's gonna come into play later yeah i think there's just a little improv thing yeah he says something like daughter sister seed and then something else mm-hmm. yeah it was it was cool just a cool little extra improv on the end there yeah I, maybe it does it's one of those things that does come into play later because that, that yeah. is you know, and and you know, it's not a huge thing for later, but it's important in a grander scale and not a show scale, so to say. Um, but we will get into that. You know, the last show that we did from this tour, we actually covered deep, and uh, I we mentioned that you know this is just again early song, but also considered rare. So you're kind of checking off two boxes here. Yeah, and, and deep is another one where it's. This is better, like for a while, you know, Deep kind of lost all of the intensity that it had, but this one, you know, by 2015, it started to come back a little bit. They they weren't playing it, you know, super fast just to get through it. They, they kind of had some emotion behind it. And, and especially, too, going back to the, like you mentioned, we'll get to the theme, you know, the whole, the thing, the reason he's talking about the women issues and things like that. This is another one that I think you know, fits with the theme of the night is probably why it was put on the set list too. Yeah, it's very possible. It's very possible. There was one that was left off the set that I was very surprised about leaving it. was left off the set. You would have thought that that yeah. would have fit in really nicely. Uh, but yeah, I, I Deep Deep is one of the ones I feel like it's one of the very few that I say is like a Dave A classic that I, I almost need Dave A on for me to just really really love and, and maybe it's back to that Atlanta version or the Indio version where those versions were just completely bombastic where they get you know crazy at the end and it kind of loses control uh, but I, I just always think of Dave A when I think of this song yeah that's fair um, yeah it definitely it definitely lost something uh, after he uh, after he left uh, Jeremy following up crowd really into Jeremy. Of course the crowd is going to be really into Jeremy. The crowd is pretty much really into everything on this night, but when you get, like, again, this is sort of a hit section, and you're coming in this part where it's a middle towards the end of the set, and uh, you kind of, you need the crowd to keep perked up, because you have, what, you know, 20-ish songs left, 19, 20 songs left, so uh, a Jeremy right here is a good way to, to keep them engaged. Yeah, very cool. And again, like it's part of that. It's another wave. It's it's the it's the crashing of the wave, right? You build it back up with with the daughter tags and deep, and then you hit him with Jeremy to to get everybody up in their feet and and going crazy again. Yep. And uh, and I think that sort of you know after they stop a little bit after this, that sort of gets the crowd to uh, to get excited and and get big some big Olay chants to follow.
Like there's there's no stress on them. They're in a new country. They're like again, they're not on an album cycle really. You're kind of near the end of Lightning Bolt, so they can just do whatever they want. So yeah, total totally relaxed. It's a great crowd. It's a great atmosphere. So, yeah. Speaking about doing whatever they want, something they have never done is this. They do an intro into MFC that's not untitled. It is a U2 song called "A Sort of Homecoming." able to feel it. it it's i don't know if it's like that just kind of arpeggiated you know part or just kind of I, I i don't know what it is but it feels very similar to how they intro untitled going in mfc i think this i think untitled is a little bit more heartfelt a little bit more uh impassioned but um this kind of this kind of had the same idea as that yeah, and for, for the YouTube fans out there, this is, I think it's the first song on The Unforgettable Fire, which was like 87 or 88, so it goes back, maybe even before that, maybe like 85 or 86. 84. So it goes back, okay, so it goes back a long way. Um, but yeah, I think they had they maybe tagged it one time, it looks like in 2006, like on the Dissident maybe, just a, a line or two, but hmm. yeah, really... I mean, it's, um, at first I was like, eh, I heard, like, you know, you look it up like it's a U2 song. I'm, I'm with you. Like, U2's not really a band that I ever go to listen to. I don't really like them. But 
back in the early days they had they had some pretty good songs so yeah you go back to 84 you know you it's not the you the kind of like overblown u2 that you were familiar with from the 90s and, and beyond but yeah i mean it's it's it wasn't bad it's, it's kind of cool like I, it's not going to make me go listen to the u2 version but sure you know it's it's almost an ototo they haven't done it you know since so it's kind of a cool thing for the for these the, these fans in this show Right, and they've barely done YouTube covers. I think they've done right. maybe one other. And again, like if it's not you know in the name of love or or one or or beautiful day, I'm really not gonna know it. You know, I I know their singles. I haven't done the deep dive into YouTube because I just I don't like the singles. So how how am I ever gonna enjoy the rest of their catalog? Uh, but I. They, they don't do it very often. Um, so, again, very similar to Untitled, and that's probably why they have this idea to do it into MFC, which is a great version of this, by the way. Um, uh, it kind of, again, brings the energy and momentum that we were talking about in the, the past bunch of songs, and uh, there is gnawing. biggest thing that people take out of this show is is that uh is that we mentioned the gnawing when it comes to mfc we're gonna have signs for the next tour just when mfc is played at a show we'll all hold up we'll all be in the front row and just hold up the nyan nyan and it'll be like kind of like a a wave of signs all saying nyan 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 and ed will have no oh, just, idea what that means just do the thing yeah be, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Something, something along those lines. Yeah, He'll right. Know. Yeah, uh, he's he's listening, so yeah, he, he knows exactly what uh, what we're talking about. Um, end of set right here. Here's where I had a little bit of an issue on just placement of songs and what could have worked better and what might not have worked at all. Uh, Life Wasted is just, it doesn't work before Given a Fly. Uh, Given a Fly and Out of MFC would have been great. You had the two Yield songs back-to-back. They have kind of similar trajectories. Like, it would have it would worked really well. And then you get something like Life Wasted that's a little bit more energetic into something like Rearview Mirror that kind of builds into something way more energetic. It feels like there was a missed opportunity to either put Given a Fly before Life Wasted or hell get rid of life wasted altogether from this set because it just didn't do much for me yeah i think life wasted is always kind of a set killer i think whenever it a lot of times you'll get it in like an encore two or something you're just like, eh, okay sure i mean when you're when you're there like it, it's cool but you know going back and listening to it it kind of kills the momentum a little bit so yeah and that, that's a spot too near, near the end of the first set where you where you might get like a really rare song you know you might get uh you know a leather man or a supersonic or some something cool that they they never play you know just kind of a throwaway there before they hit you with the with the crushing wave at the end of the set 
But yeah, I mean, Life Wasted is not not one of my favorite songs. So yeah, I can I can take it or leave it whenever. Really. It feels like one of those songs that like if the Foo Fighters played Life Wasted, it would be like in every single show that they play. You know what I mean? Like it feels yeah. like a song that should be an arena song, but that's kind of against sort of what Pearl Jam does. So when they do it, it kind of, I don't know, it feels like it's just kind of a square peg sometimes. And the, and the darkness comes in waves part is really good. And then that, that was kind of the highlight of this version, I thought too, where it, it was really, that was the highlight of the song for me. But I think it was, I think that they think it's more of a, a rocker than it really is. It's more just like that's, a, yeah. kind of a, it's more just kind of a mid-tempo, just kind of like, eh. There's there's nothing like the 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 main riff is supposed to be like this. I think it was supposed to be this blistering kind of rock, but it's it's just not. I just don't. It doesn't do anything for me. Right. It kind of has this idea like you you sort of you sort of mention how once is kind of like an Aerosmith type song or you know uh, Guns N' Roses or something like that. Like this yeah. kind of is supposed to have that vibe to it and it's supposed to get you really pumped and really excited and maybe if a band like the Foo Fighters or one of the bands that I just mentioned maybe if this was one of their songs maybe you do feel that from them because Pearl Jam is a completely different band and they have a lot more substance and I'm not knocking the song at all because I actually really love the lyrics and the song I think it's a really well written song because it gets very simple it's too simplistic. You can maybe like late era Green Day, maybe like maybe a. Yeah, I can buy that. Yeah. Hmm. It, it's just it's just very simple for them. Like yeah. you know, yeah. Rearview Mirror is also a simple song, but it's just like it has it, it it's it's not predictable. It has momentum. It has tension. Like there's... right. Yeah. yeah. Like of course the do 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 do. That like that's that's easy. That's very simplistic when it comes to songwriting, but. The projection of the song and the way that the the bridge builds and things like that, like that's, it makes it more exciting and it makes you anticipate and wait for something and and you know when the song is over you, you need that like holy shit we just had a moment moment you know yeah I wanna maybe you know maybe someday we'll stumble across like a like a blisteringly fast version of Life Wave. Maybe that's one that would benefit from being played almost like punk rock style. With, Possibly. And, and let him let him just scream. Like, maybe we, we hit on a night where the voice is in really good shape and he can really, like, get the growl going and get into it. That would be great, but I just, I just haven't heard it. Right, and I wasn't even going to mention this, but since he said something, the uh, yeah. the, the, the song is, is definitely tuned down a little bit. It's not the original way to play it, so you're not going to get that when it is down to right so um but i liked giving a fly i liked rearview mirror of course uh especially matt during rearview mirror sounds fantastic he's just at that frenetic pace where you know stone's doing some atmospheric sounding space noises that sound really cool and matt is just is just keeping that tempo behind and and it's building like you said that tension and it's it's getting to that part and when that part pauses you know, you, you hear Ed doing his little I will forgive, but I won't forget deal. And then right before, as as Jeff is doing his, his bass line, you can hear the crowd going, whoa, 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 like building that back into the end. And, and it's just, it's it's a 19-song main set, and that's such a great way to end it. Um, I, I'll take it every time there. Yeah, it's, it's never a cookie cutter. It's never... 
they're like we talked about there's two versions are never the same like you're it's going to be special every time for a different reason this one's not such fantastic right right and that's maybe why you complain a little bit about a song like like this because it just doesn't it doesn't compare to the two songs that was sort of placed before so yeah um all right encore time that means we get to kind of take a break a little bit and uh, talk about our Patreon and invite you guys to come hang out with us on Patreon and come subscribe. So we have been doing the Patreon stuff for a long time and we got some exclusive stuff, probably probably an exclusive episode coming with some extra content from the Freel episode and the Nassau Coliseum episode that I've been hanging on to. I didn't want to get to it last week. The election stuff was way too stressful and I, I tried to do as little for the podcast as possible last week, but I think we'll have some extra content and maybe a Devo episode kind of tied into that stuff. So there will be something uh, new for Patreon this week for the patrons that are out there, for the people that aren't subscribed to Patreon, patreon.com slash live on four legs, or download the Patreon app and search for live on four legs. And, uh, you know, one of of the things John and I never mention is that we're, you know, we're just kind of doing this out of our own, love for talking about the band and you know there are things that we like doing for people um and you know one of the ideas that we've actually just come up with and this is not exclusive to patreon patrons will be involved with this but we are going to do something really cool for you guys uh for christmas we want to kind of do a christmas gift it's going to kind of bring our community together as a whole and it's something that you know we felt like 2020s just sucked ass it sucked so much we were supposed to get multiple tours we were supposed to be out doing things it was supposed to be the start of a fresh decade and uh we've we've pretty much seen one good day from it so you know we're we're trying to kind of get everybody involved with something here and uh, if it works then great but we're looking to do a little bit of a secret Santa thing for, you know, all of our listeners from patrons to, you know, people that aren't patrons as well. Uh, we would like you to be involved with our little secret Santa deal. So what we do is we would give you a name of somebody. If, if you want to be involved, either get in touch with us through Patreon or email us live on four legs podcast at gmail.com email us and just say you want to be interested send us your uh your mailing address and send us like two or three things around 25 to 30 dollars that or maybe like 20 20 to 30 dollars that you're interested in you know something that you've wanted uh you know like if you want the not for you pearl jam in the present tense book if that's something that's on your wish list if you're looking for stickers if you're looking for uh you know some a christmas single that or something like that like that's something we will send your wish list of like two or three items you send it to us and when we pick your name for somebody else to go and get you a gift they will take one of those items on your wish list and uh and they'll purchase and ship it to you. And then what we're going to do is in December is we're going to all get together on a Zoom meetup and we're it's going to be a celebration. We're just going to listen to music and people are going to open their gifts and we're just going to enjoy uh, being around each other and, uh, you know, just kind of get some joy in for the holidays. So uh, what do you think about that idea? Like, and, and we'll, we'll have dates and all that stuff where, you know, the, there will be a time 
where there's a deadline to sign up probably by next week. We, we want to get this done as soon as possible and then ship to people on a deadline as well because uh, we'll, ha- again, have to do this as quick as possible. So um, if you're interested, hit us up through Patreon if you're a patron. If you're interested in joining Patreon, hit us up uh, when you become a patron or live on four legs podcast at gmail.com and send us a note and just, you know, headline in the topic, uh, just say secret Santa or, or Christmas party or something like that. So we're going to, we're going to throw a live on four legs Christmas party. How about that, John? Sounds good. And yeah, you know, and, and, you know, when you send your, your wish list, I think that's appropriate. You know, maybe you have your wish list there, but you know, don't put like the Ben and Roya vinyl, like don't put like the poster from 1994 or 1996 right. that you've really been missing. Like try to it's, keep it vague. Like, Hey, I'd like a t-shirt or a something sticker, from there or right. a CD. Like, you know, keep it, keep it vague, keep it, you know, realistic for people, you know? So yeah, I think, uh, I think that'll be a lot of fun. And yeah, the, the email address, you know, live on four legs podcast at gmail.com anytime, make sure you put the number four, in there and uh yeah we, we'd love to hear from anybody it'll be it'll be a lot of fun let's thank a new patron this week carl stabino i hope i'm pronouncing that correctly but i do know his name is carl and uh thank you very much carl for joining up on patreon you know all great things that are happening over there head on over we have a discord going on too if you want to join discord so let us know if that's something that you want to do in the email as well but uh let's yeah let's continue on with the show from here ole chants are abound and ed says uh would you like more of us because we would like more of you and says there is a guy who is muy guapo up in front and he smiled the way he's smiling means he knows it and ed's just having a little fun with people speaks a little bit more in spanish and uh dedicates the next song to a few folks which is a pretty important dedication because it's not a song that comes around the bend very often uh hey i wonder what song that could be It's great, you know. Any anytime you get a deep cut off a no code like this, you you count your blessings. And this this is special. Absolutely, especially that they're doing it as a request for somebody. It feels it feels full. You listen to earlier versions of this, and you know it feels like they're kind of going through the motions. I really feel 
this is a song that they need boobs presence on that they need the keyboard uh the organ and like it just feels like it's a full song with all that in, in place yeah and it we talk about it sometimes with with off he goes and some of the stuff on on no code some of the earlier folkier stuff where it can it can be kind of sparse and you know like but this one felt almost like kind of a shuffle like matt was playing a kind of a shuffle beat on the drums it felt like it had a little more of a of an upbeat pace to it and yeah it was a little different but it again not at all bad i if i'd been there i would have been freaking out i that's my last one i need from no code so yeah i would have loved it uh the blues got a lot more to go i got a lot more to go (laughs) the blues guitar transitions were a really good highlight from this from mike you just hear that and it's just a little bit of blues like right in between you know going from verse to verse and uh it just kind of put it's the glue that that puts this song together so beautifully and uh what a what a really good performance of this was we will go into the next two songs which are footsteps and mother so overall you're getting that acoustic uh sit down three songs start up on the encore Footsteps has some harmonica and some bluesy echo effects feeling the outdoor air. And uh, it's kind of in between that poppy sing-along and, you know, sort of the passion-filled opera that Ed used to call it back in, you know, the early days. And uh, he's getting into it. He throws his harmonica in the crowd. And after that, he's really really feeling the song. He gets up off the chair and he gets to the tip's top of the stage and starts kind of belting it. It's a really cool moment from there. Definitely, yeah. I was going to mention that as well. Very, very cool. Footsteps is a highlight for me. As soon as it came on after Around the Bend, I was like, oh, this is good. This is good. Like, I I love these two back-to-back. Yeah, these are staples. I feel like they're staples for the encore, especially Footsteps. Uh, just one, you know, Ed will mention, this is one of the very early ones that Stone wrote. A lot of this shows from this tour where, you know, they're, they're trying to capture the attention of the early fan. This is, this is the perfect song to, to, to really throw in in the mix there. Uh, like we mentioned before with the, that section that had Daughter D, Jeremy. You know, this, this is that era right there. Yeah, it's, it's a lost dog, but everybody knows it. Of course. Uh... Ed gives credit to Stone for writing it, and this the next one, uh, I was able to kind of translate, uh, the next one was written by Roger Waters, uh, and it's the cover of uh, Pink Floyd's Mother, and this is actually the last time that they ever covered the song to this day. They This is the last instance where they covered it. They I think in 2016, they kind of transitioned into doing Comfortably Numb a little bit more, which, uh, you know, obviously that's like you know, what, the second or third most famous Pink Floyd song, so it's, it's going to be just as big of a hit as, as Mother, but I, I'm, man, I love when they cover this. Um, yeah, the, I, yeah it's, it's got that line where it's got the, you know, Mother Should We Trust the Government, which is always uh, cool. It gets a good reaction, kind of ties in with, with Even Flow that we talked about, but I just, uh, this is just not my You're not a Pink like, I'm, I'm not. This doesn't do anything for me. All right, well... I don't know. I thought it soared. I thought it sounded really good. And, and yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll defer to your opinion because, like, yeah, that, this, is, this is, again, this is not, not something that I ever go back to. Okay. That's fair. Uh, then we shall move forth uh, to the last few songs of the first encore. State of Love and Trust, Unthought Known. Um, like the pacing of State, State of Love and Trust, it didn't feel like a sprint that they usually put on this song. Um, it just, it felt like they were kind of 
almost honing in their momentum a little bit instead of the main set where they were really kind of going off the walls. This is the perfect spot for State 11 Trust, too. Absolutely. Like after that sit-down section, it's perfect. But, like, these I thought, you know, Unthought Known is, is great. It's it's It deserves a spot here. It's it's a great song, maybe the best live song off of Backspacer. But did you think that this was kind of where his voice started to, started to drop a little bit? This is kind of the point in the set, at least just just Unthought Known, where I, I drifted off from this version. Um, I didn't. I didn't feel anything very spectacular yeah. from it. Usually yeah. in this, and maybe it is, maybe it was his voice that that was really the catalyst. Um, I usually feel more from it. I, I usually like that the feel the sky blanket you with gems and rhinestones. Like you really, it, it's it's uplifting and and energizing. And this is just kind of, I don't know. It's a little ho hum. It's right. just yeah. Little, I agree. I agree. Yeah, not nothing too special. But honestly. That doesn't. That's not indicative for the rest of the the set because I thought that this was an absolutely great way to end this encore. But we have to mention because this was very important. Um, the kind of the theme for the end of the show here. Uh, Ed is speaking again to the crowd in Spanish, and he is having a little bit of trouble with the Spanish and jokes around a little bit. But I'll leave it to you to sort of give the translation on this a little bit. Yeah, so they come out, and I think it's at first it's it's Ed and maybe Boom are wearing these orange shirts, and then they come out later, and they're all wearing them. And the shirt says in Spanish, it says, uh, Por una Colombia libre de violencia contra las mujeres, which is, you know, for a free Colombia against, er, against violence against women. So I guess this day, November 25th, was like International Day for the Elimination of Violence Against Women, which is, of course, something that, that the band is going to be into. They're going to support 100%. And we, we've talked about some of the song choices absolutely had, had something to do with that. But, yeah, it's just cool that they would, they would go to that length to, like, have the T-shirts made, all come out with them, and, and to support this cause. Yeah, it's super important. You know, it, it, it kind of goes back to that moment where he spots out the woman in the crowd and says, uh, it's great to see that uh, women are, are safe here. And, uh, I, you know, it's, it's, it's important that that's on their minds. It's always on their minds. So, you know, when there is something like this that, that does come up and, and they want to support women and, and support, obviously, violence against women, is that's like one of the worst things that you can think of. So... Uh, of course, they they'll support anything that uh, that goes against it, and um, yeah, I, I I I thought that was a really nice touch for for you know them being in the area for the first time and and really connecting them with the locals too and understanding what's going on and it kind of humanized them in an aspect that maybe maybe the crowd wasn't expecting. Right, and again. We're not qualified to give, you know, South American history lessons, but nope. if you know anything about Colombia, you know, you talk about the Escobars and all that, like the drug trafficking from there, like they don't have a great history with treating women equally and fairly uh, as far as I, you know, understand. So, yep. yeah, that's something that that is a, f- a fairly important thing. Like it's not just something that they, they pay lip service to down there. It's it's an abs- absolutely 100% like relevant cause to the time like they're they're living through this right now and it's there are people there that are suffering so yeah absolutely important and and great for them to to stand with it and you know it's a good intro to get you into better man which is kind of you know it's about 
in in one way or another abuse or it could be you know verbal it could be uh physical but that's that song and it kind of takes a song in this version especially like this is a fan freaking tastic version of this song and, and all credit goes to the crowd uh but it's one of those that we kind of mentioned with songs like alive and black where they're songs that are aren't meant to be you know, with lyrically, they aren't really meant to be celebrated when you think of what the lyrics are about. Uh, they're kind of mentioned to be cautionary tales, but you get the crowd and, and, and when the crowd starts singing the, the beginning to Better Man, like, it's a completely different song. seven strum finish that's how you know that the crowd that the band is really into it so you know teeing up for porch yeah this feels really good this feels like a very exciting end of set uh ordeal here and it's a bluesy porch the orbs get lowered though they're swatted around the stage they're swinging back and forth such a cool visual oh, i always worry about jeff he's gonna he's gonna get brained <laughs> one of these days and we're we're really he's, lucky he didn't massive head yeah uh but i'm i always go back to that brooklyn show where ed just hops on one of those orbs and is swinging back and forth and you're just thinking man one false step and he's he's gonna he's gonna fall on his ass and that's not gonna be good but it's it's just a cool visual cool moment and ed does come back he's wearing that orange shirt and he's you know running around and and uh and doing his thing boom's wearing the shirt in this too and he's singing right on top of the, the crowd to finish out the song. Like, that's such a special moment and connection to the crowd when everybody does it. 
But yeah, I mean, I was lucky enough when we did that Charlotte episode, he was right on top of me. Yeah, I can, I can attest that it's, it's really amazing. And, uh, you know, the rest of the show is going to be all, this is all going to be the hits, but that's okay, because uh, the hits, honestly, the hits always sound better when they come from the crowd that desires them more. And what crowd is going to desire the hits more than a crowd that's never seen them before? So, uh, Encore 2, the entire band's wearing the orange shirts, and right away, they get into black, and Ed's telling the crowd, sing to the sky, and they absolutely comply in that beginning. I love when the crowd is just in on that, and you can hear everybody singing that part. Like, that's such a, that's a goosebump kind of feeling moment. They keep that vibe going throughout the whole entire song. Oh, yeah, and this is another one, like, we've been on, we've talked about some of the, the streaks we've had going on the show, like, some really good versions of Black, too. Like, I'm, I'm all about these classic versions of Black where McCready just lets loose and, like, pours everything he has into that solo. It's fantastic. And then, you know, you get a little little Estabian on there, too. We, we, mm-hmm. we, we got that in Daughter. Uh, if we think back, it might have even been Sao Paulo as well. But, yeah, like, really, really cool version of that Black was, here. I'm, I love it. love it. That was actually Barcelona, the Estabian. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, you're, you're right there. Um, yeah, nice moment, and and you know, like, I think we kind of say do 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 do, but I think they do two do 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 or two ru ru ru. Oh, wasn't that a thing on the on the Stern show he was doing? He was doing the two ru ru do do some whatever. Yeah, something like so that, that became like a point of point of contention in the last week or so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I think that from the South American standpoint, I think that's what they say. Yeah, okay. Yeah, when they're talking about this. So, and I could be wrong or I could have it mixed up a little bit and, you know, feel free to to correct me on it. But um, it, they do that until the very, very end. And it just has this just, you know, slow plane landing kind of finish where, like, even when, when Mike stops a little bit and you hear just the, everything but the crowd and then they finish off the last chord and they kind of all finish off on the same plane. It's It's great. Great stuff, great version. To end the set, bread and butter. Nothing wrong with that. And uh, Alive, of course, kicks off the bread and butter. And Ed does. Uh, I love that line when you know we don't talk about it enough. But uh, there's something wrong. She said, "Of course there is." And and Ed after that says, "What?" And it just again brings that connection to the crowd. And I think those are little things when people go back to this bootleg that were there and listen to it i think they're going to remember something like that you know definitely and some war pigs at the end too which is always cool that was the streak i was talking about okay yeah third week in a row where we get war pigs and uh there's a very iconic picture of ed with the colombian flag and and around rocking in the free world you see it it's wrapped around his mic and uh but there's if if you if you go out and look, there's so many iconic pictures of Ed with the Colombian flag, just you know, either draped like a cape uh, on his back or him, you know, like holding it up. But like, man, uh, that's what I remember when I remember the show. I remember those photos, and just he, I, I think he says something before going into Ledbetter, like I, I I don't have this flag. Thank you very much for the flag. And I wonder if that's one of the very the many things that Ed. Uh, likes to collect is as mementos from the shows or the flags. 
cool, yeah. I, mean, I wouldn't be surprised at all. But yeah, I think in, in Rockin' in the Free World, he even changes the lyric. Instead of red, white, and blue, it's red, yellow, and blue for the flags. Mm-hmm. I think that's when he put it on. Yeah, really cool. Like, again, it's this is the celebration of the show. It's it's the thank you to all the fans who came out and, and said, yeah, you want you got to send these people home happy. And these three songs at the end, definitely. Rockin' in the Free World, Led Better, like, these are, this is what for a lot of people just is the memorable moments from these shows and you can't you know obviously they feel like when you listen to hundreds and hundreds of like okay well they're gonna be pretty much there every night but uh for a crowd that's seen them for the first time like this is what they're begging for this is what they're hoping for More Olay chants before getting into Uno Mas uh, being led better and a uh, good way to finish it out. Mike has one one more uh, moment to shine on this show. Uh, he's showing off in a, a little bit in this version of Led Better too. Oh yeah, and you can't blame him. It's it's he's got the spotlight there, and he, I'm not going to hold it against him. Yeah. So okay, cool. We 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 ran through that. So yeah, why don't we pick uh, why don't we pick some moments from this and uh, we'll rate and we'll get at your hair. Yeah, so I I went back and forth on this one. Like I could go, I could go chalk on this, right? You could go the hits. Like there's there's definitely a a way. There's definitely three on there that you could just hit, like the main parts. And but there's also three that you could go a little deeper in and pick. You know, maybe some of the some of the lesser lesser known ones. I think you could go. So I'm gonna do a mix of both. I'm gonna say uh, do the evolution. Then I'm going to go Pendulum, and then I'm going to go Better Man. And you still have two of my three. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, my number three was Pendulum. Uh, So, yeah, I'm pretty much mixing it up, too. My, My number three is Pendulum. My number two is Around the Bend. I thought that was a fantastic version of Around the Bend and just, again, feels full. Uh, like when this ver- ver- version of this song feel full in it. And uh, number, like, Better Man's the moment from this show. It's it's special. You hear the whole, crowd, whole entire crowd doing that uh, that beginning, that, that guitar part in the beginning, and it's like, you know, we hear that on Evolution so often. We hear that on Even Flow, too, and, and maybe even Rear Mirror to an extent. But, um, you know, t- I, I felt like that was such a huge standout from this that, you can't go away not being unbelievably like in love with it and surprised by it. So yeah, great, yeah. great stuff. And especially, you know, the, the tie in with, uh, with the theme, the violence against women, you know, like that's such a, such a great way to tie that in. So, uh, what are you going to rate it? Curious. I'm going to go eight and a half. I think this is, this is really good. It, it didn't have, like the one like better man is a great moment but it didn't have like the iconic moment that a lot of these shows have a lot of good stuff some rare songs a bunch of hits i thought the set list you know we talked about a couple of things like maybe life wasted is a missed opportunity for something maybe there's some things like it's a unthought known maybe lost me a little bit mother lost me a little bit but overall very good show really enjoyed watching it eight and a half uh, I'm right there with you. I got it as an eight. Um, same kind of points. I don't think that there's really that iconic moment. I feel like Sal Paulo had five or six of those iconic moments. And, you know, especially because of what it was coming off of. 
Um, and I don't want to compare the two shows because that's not fair. It's just, you know, that that's just the era. But, um, yeah, I, th- I think it was really good. And I think that uh, for the only show that they've ever played down in Columbia, they should be very happy with it. Um, but as far as, you know, the grand scheme of, of things and the grand scheme of Pearl Jam shows, uh, it's it's in the Hall of Very Good and not the Hall of Fame kind of kind of thing so yeah sure. I'm, I'm i'm there i'm there at the eight uh so we're we pretty much agree okay uh all right uh let's mention again we are going to be doing a secret santa thing and a christmas party for live on four legs it'll be sometime in the middle of december we'll all get together on zoom and we'll all open christmas presents and you'll be buying a christmas present for another listener or fan of the band so hopefully we'll get a bunch of people in there together and we'll do it we'll just spend a lot of time together and and we have a special thing planned and hopefully that comes to fruition uh and uh yeah so if you're interested in that live on four legs podcast at gmail.com or uh sign up to our patreon we'll be talking about it on our patreon patreon.com slash live on four legs next week john i'll let you i'll let you tee it up yeah, we were we're gonna go back to two thousand three to uh, Atlanta, a show that I did not attend, even though I was Don't I was in the area. It? Yeah, but uh, but yeah, a lot of cool stuff at the show, and we're gonna have we're gonna have a patron on. We're gonna have Glenn uh, Glenn Bobie on with us to talk about it, I believe. Yep. So uh, yeah, we'll have a, we'll have a lot of stuff to talk about, and uh, you know, it, we're, our political month is over, but I think some of it's gonna some of it's gonna trickle over into next week as well. It will, and and yeah, like I mentioned before, we we bumped it up for a reason, and we 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 want to get the word out to you know start doing as much as you can to to you know talk about the runoffs and and get the people of Georgia that do listen to the show, uh, or just the the Pearl Jam fans that are from Georgia to to be there on January fifth, uh, to to vote for uh Ossoff and uh and warnock for for these elections is they are going to be maybe more important than the general election this year like these this is to determine what the future of the next four years is going to be in in the white house so very important and i hope you guys that are in georgia absolutely agree Again, just thank everybody for, you know, sticking with us for the last month. And I, we've gotten a real a lot of really nice messages from people all over, you know, either uh, people that have been listening to us, to us for a long time or people that we never even heard from before that have said, like, they really love the political stuff and love what we were doing. And, and we felt like it was a... a you know, a good way to send our dedication to the band and, and credit their history by doing it. And, you know, we're, we're just glad that it didn't get a lot of people pissed off. And if it did, if it did get some people pissed off, then we're glad they're not around anymore. So welcome back to the people that just skipped those. That's, that's, that's true too. If anybody did skip them, yeah, that, that, that's totally up to you. And we totally understand that. And, you know, I know we spent a lot of the early part in this episode talking about that stuff, but you know what? We're going to do our best for the rest of the year to just make it about Pearl Jam. And we are a Pearl Jam podcast and that's what we want to stick to. But you know what? When you do have a platform and you feel like you need to speak your mind at some points, like... Well, yeah, it would have been weird if we just hadn't mentioned it at all. Yeah. Yeah, right. It's going on. It's the most important thing that's gone on all all year. Like, it's like if we didn't mention that 
you know, COVID happened and, and there was no tour, you know, like you'd be listening to us thinking, where are you guys coming from? What, when did you guys record this? So it would be stupid of us not to mention anything. So we do it for everybody. And, uh, you know, we really hope that everybody's doing well during this time. And again, wear your mask, be safe. It's, uh, it's getting worse before it gets better. So make sure be part of the side of history that, uh, that didn't screw up. That's all I got to say about that. We'll see you next week, guys. This may be the end. We're here, but not for much longer. And although we may be parting ways, I miss you already. I miss you always. We'll see you next week for Atlanta 2003. It's stop in. Sorry is the fool who trades his soul for a Corvette. Thinks he'll get the girl, he'll only get the mechanic. What's missing? He's living a day he'll soon forget That's one more time around The sun is going down, the moon is out But he's drunk and shouting, putting people down He's pissing, he's living a day he'll soon forget his money every morning The only thing that keeps him horny Locked in a giant house that's alarming The townsfolk they all laugh Sorry is the fool who trades his love for a rise rent Seems the more you make equals the loneliness you get and it's fitting Barely living a day he'll soon forget That's one more time around And there is not a sound He's lying dead clutching Benjamin's Never put the money down He's stiffening We're all whistling A man will soon forget